This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Main Hustle Media Podcasts are recorded on the ancestral lands of the Chumash, Tongva, Hohokam, and Yucateco Maya people, and we wish to pay our respects to the people of those nations, both past and present. He's traveling right now. I'll tell him. He's traveling right now. Oh, nice. I would tell him. I'll make sure he watches too. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Blurred Comics, the podcast about blackness and blurred shit from a couple of mixed black blurreds. I am solo host today, Charmaine Fury, aka the Blurred Blurred. And I am joined by, is this your third time back? This is your third time, isn't it? I believe so. I hit the trifecta, yes. Yeah, yes. I think we're we're on the turkey. We're on the hat trick with <laughs> the chairman, Fobbs. And he's back to talk about yet another comic that he has going on right now. Fobbs, yeah. why don't you tell everybody what you're doing? Let's let's get into it. Yo, what's going on, Charmaine? Just, oh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Like I said, I miss my boy, Sean Bay. I'm glad you all, we're all still here. It's always good to come back on here. Just good stuff. Um, yeah. The comic book, uh, the graphic novel, I guess I should say, it's it's uh, another one from the Black Fact series. Um, the first one I did was all about uh, Texas. I mean, I'm sorry, it was all about the United States, every state. But this one is just Texas, just the Lone Star State. Uh, state. I mean, it always has the attention of the country. You know, I think it's always them in Florida that's always in the news, right? You know, me as a Texas, and Arizona, name. Arizona, Texas, and Florida. Yeah, California, right? Right. We're one of the four. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, just being here in Houston, um, just seeing all the type of facts. Um, that we have and the hidden history that we have. That's pretty. That's what I'm bringing to it. It's going to be in a graphic novel form, lots of visuals. And, and uh, the other thing is, too, you know, they're always trying to pass these laws and all this crap about how, you know, people can't, what books kids can read and all this type of stuff. We're going to tell you how to think and all, you know, censorship in these libraries. Man, so I, that's really what motivated me. Um, and it kind of that idea kind of started uh, last December. I was at a high school uh, selling books and I just, you know, kind of heard the whispers of it. A lot of the librarians aren't happy about it. Um, so I just wanted to make a book like I wonder what really make these 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 Trump supporters, some of these these uh, red staters here in Texas. What will really make them mad? Some mm-hmm. so, so I came up with a book about that. So a lot of it is um, they would call it deconstructing historical events like the Alamo, I would call it highlighting uh, highlighting people. Like uh, mm-hmm. there was a black man there who left the Battle of the Alamo. Uh, he told his story and it's pretty much the basis for the the, the history of that place that we know today. You know, so mm-hmm. hidden stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're down there in Mexico. There's a huge relationship between uh, black Texans in Mexico. You know, mm-hmm. they, they were, um, you know, you're talking about how a lot of black people went down there who were recently doing that. It's always been a thing. It was, yeah. uh, it, you know, as early as like the 1800s, you know, they, they report, you know, they're reporting black people who are leaving these plantations. They're like, no, nah, I'm not taking this crap anymore. I'm taking this, taking this. And they escaped. They escaped down to Mexico. A lot of them live right along the border, just, just across, like right across yeah, the river. Just across the street. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's actually Juneteenth is acknowledged in one of the northern states of Mexico, too. Yeah. Um, and then here, while I was here, the, the state of the Yucatan does not acknowledge it, but the black 
folks from the U.S., the expats that are living here in Medida, we all got together uh, to do a Juneteenth thing. But yeah, there's Black Mexicans. Their ancestry is from the same places, so, you know. Right. Yeah. And I remember we we never learned about any of that. You know, if you're in middle school in seventh grade in Texas, you take Texas history. I, I want to say it's might be 10th too. I don't know, but no seventh. We didn't have any of that. We just watched these videos, just these white guys in that shack who wrote the Constitution of Texas. <laughs> <that> basically said, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so y'all take Texas history yeah. in mm-hmm. school? Yeah. There, there was yeah. a girl I met. Um, she was from New Jersey. She said they did NJ history. So it's I don't I, really? I don't want to say that. Yeah. So I, I don't want to say that like that's just unique to Texas because I have heard okay. other schools. Yeah, I don't other, think we did that in California. I mean, there was definitely California history was laced into our lessons and we definitely knew yeah. about California history, but I don't recall like just a California history class. That's wild. Really? I, I, and see, growing up, I always thought that every state did that and just kind of that was just kind of the thing, you know, but, you know, um, that's funny. But it just, it, I mean, even if other states do it, it just makes me laugh because, like, Texas in and of itself always felt like another country. Right. You know, like, I, because I, I grew up, I lived in Texas when I was little. I lived in Kingsville outside of Corpus Christi. Crispy. Outside of Corpus Christi. <laughs> I was a toddler, so I called it Corpus yeah. Crispies. Um, <laughs> and I haven't shook that. <laughs> that hasn't gone away. Uh, so I lived there when I was little, and then I went back to California, and then I came back when I was an adult to Austin, and then I went back to California, and then I came back to Houston. Um, but I didn't grow, I didn't go to school. I left before school age. So, but it always felt like I was, like, I was always surprised I didn't need to use my passport to go into Texas. It does feel, <laughs> it, it, run, it runs different. <laughs> oh, it definitely does. It, it it definitely does. And yeah, and I, I, I just hope this project kind of reflects that, you know, um, I'm going to try to sell it nationally. So and, and because of that, because there is just a lot of interest, right. you know what I mean? So um, and so and, 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 and later on, we're actually going to California to try and sell it um, nice. with with the message being I'm, I'm, I would like to send it uh, to some of them. Um, I remember being at Texas A&M. They had these basically white groups like the conservative, young conservatives of Texas and, you know, all these these type of people. I, I'd like to send them a copy and just kind of see how they feel about it. Be like, it. know I, your history. Right. Know, Texas exactly. history. <laughs> well, well, I want to give them the part that the, the Republicans, it was black people that pretty much built the Republican Party in Texas because mm. they, they were the ones freeing the slaves. So nobody wanted right, to be they there. They, they had right. the first convention for them in Houston, and it was mm. mostly black people there. It was only like thirty white people. Most of them were black. That's, so I, 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 I'd like to tell. I'd like to be able to share that that proud Republican history with them. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the research process for for the facts. So with the with the other book, the the black facts, it was of of each of the fifty United States. So how many mm-hmm. facts are you pushing in to? The black facts about Texas. The title is gonna the the work the full title will be one hundred and one black facts okay. about Texas. So it'll be a hundred and one. Um, I wasn't sure how many I wanted to do, you know, um, because some pages have two facts, some have four. It just depends on it. It's really trying to aesthetically please the reader as they learn as well. 
Mm-hmm. So, I, so you know, 101 is always that's always a fun number for kids, and you know, 101 Dalmatians. You know, yeah. so um, that's kind of why I decided on that. So we and are you doing about, all that research yourself? You got a you got yes. a team? No, no. A lot of these were told to me um, mm. just over the years. Um, others I have actually seen, and others just from pure research, just being curious. Yeah. Um, for example, in a and there's one about uh, uh, Mary Allen College. It's an all girls school. It was an all girls college in Crockett, Texas. So you know we talk about Spelman in Atlanta. This mm-hmm. was the Spelman of Texas. You know, mm. um, very prominent school had a lot of attention. It had closed, but going past my grandparents' house. They live right next to it. Mm. And I just remember always thinking about what it, it's all this left is like this decaying building. I was mm. like, what was that? And it says Mary mm. Allen on one of the signs. I had never, ever looked. Mm. And so just listening to my granddad, asking him about it, he said, it used to be a college, you know, just going from there. And so that that's the process of a lot of these facts. Mm. So something, you either hear something or you get, you get, you hear a story or something like that. And then you take that momentum and, and go dig in for the history and everything like that. Exactly. And you doing all that by yourself. Yes. Uh, with, they, and with the help of, with the help of a few friends too, there's a, there's a Andrea Roberts. She's at uh, Texas A&M. She's doing a project where, um, or she's done, uh, she's a multi-year project. She didn't just start it this year, but she's trying to locate as many uh, freedom towns, Freedman's towns or black mm. Enclave, whatever people call them. There's different names for them, so I say that. She's trying to find as many as she can across the state. <clears throat> and she wants Black people to give her stories and things about them if they had families there. You know, my mm-hmm. family is uh, in is in a couple of them. One in Palestine and Anderson County, and then in Crockett and Houston County. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's been a help. Uh, she has an entire database for me to peruse. Uh, Stephen F. Austin in Nacogdoches, Texas, uh, they have a lot, uh, pretty much almost the definitive state database. Whenever someone would run away, they put them in a newspaper. You know, it's, mm. you know, it's just like now when somebody's charged, you know, when a black man, like they magically know everything about him and what happened. This mm. this was that back in the day because they, mm. they knew the guy's height. They knew the guy's his bill. They, I mean, you can almost get a full description from some of them. You know, and, and they're from papers in Houston, they're from papers in San Antonio, down in Galveston, up in Dallas, and they compiled them together. Um, wow. There was a, and another one, um, and this is how some of them come as well, just uh, people I meet at uh, shows and events, they see the Black Facts book, uh, and they, they share facts about where they are from, depending on where we are in Texas. You know, so nice. they share, you know, if I'm in Waco, I hear some. If I'm in San Antonio, there's a guy in San Antonio, he sent me like four very well done links about uh, what's happening, what's happened there in San Antonio. Mm. Uh, a lot of black people, they were upset because there wasn't as much black representation in the 300 year anniversary back in 2018. So right. <clears throat> that's just where a lot of them come from. And um, that's just how I kind of compiled them. It's been a slow process. It has been, uh, it has been the better part of a year. You know, I'm in mm-hmm. the final stages now where it's just compiling them together and just, pushing them out in, in pages that you yeah, know right. look like something that people would buy yeah um are you so you already have your 101 no no okay i was gonna say are you good and we're just ready to <laughs> no 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 we're about uh 80 done we're about 80 okay. of the way through 
Uh, so just, just a few more. And and really, it's because I was originally going to do, I originally had 63 facts. I remember I had 63. I just slowly compiled them, you know, just mm-hmm. all through the fall and the winter last year, all of that stuff. Um, and I was going to put them on each page, like um, the Black Facts book. But one book that I like is, uh, it's called Your History from this uh, guy, black guy, J.A. Rogers. He's uh, of Jamaican descent. All throughout the, I think I want to say the 30s, but definitely the 40s, he compiled facts around the globe about black people. And he mm-hmm. put them in his book. And it, it's just, it looks like one an early graphic novel from, from one of us, you know? It looks like yeah. something like that. And it's multiple facts on each page. And I said, that's the energy I want to bring because... I don't want people to feel overwhelmed with the facts, but I want them to look good, say, oh, the next one, the next one, the next one. So I yeah. decided to just put four on each, you know, you know, uh, about two to four on each page. Okay. And um, and and again, like I said, the 101, just because, oh, that's sellable. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had, as far as, I guess I say that to say the original number that I had, those facts, those were fine. But as I grew the idea, it's like okay, we're gonna need a few more, you know. So yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> that's cool. And um, you're doing the same process that you've done with the other books, uh, shopping out the art. Yes, yes. The there's a woman. Her name's Cat Penrose. She's over in overseas, um, in England, and she's just doing such a great job. Now this for this is gonna be a in uh, black and white. It's gonna mm-hmm. have that type of feel to it, um, and and just just you know really capturing just the essence of how black people look that that's always a big a big thing with me with the illustrators mm-hmm. you know um i don't want to say they're not comfortable drawing black people but it's just like no just just the the punch isn't there you know yeah <laughs> just our, our features you know yeah. and she is she does a good job of capturing that especially in the format that we're trying to do that's cool uh one of the characters looks like it's is it you as a guide through the story or that that is uh it's I, I would say it's based on me. His name is Miles O. Texas. Okay. Because <laughs> I know like when it popped up, I was like, that kind of looks like, you yeah. know, I just wasn't sure if you were if you yeah. were guiding everybody through the history of Texas or what. Yes. So so he kind of is. He kind of is. Um uh there's going I'm going to make one for one for outside of classrooms where there's a there's um so basically he went to Texas A and M like I did, and the mm-hmm. gov there's gonna be a page where the governor of Texas you know how nice he is to black people mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. he's gonna mm-hmm. be he's gonna be laying in bed like a baby wanting to read a bedtime story and so Ted Cruz is gonna <laughs> give, give him up. <laughs> he's gonna be like oh, let's see well here's one from a good Aggie because. Texas A&M is only 3% black. Fun fact. Mm. That, that, that's a fun fact. Yeah, That's, a, like that that's a black fact. Yeah, it, it really is. And uh, So they're going to pick that one up and think, oh, well, that's fine. Oh, look at that. You know, and then they look at it. Oh, da, da, da. <laughs> we start the we start we start the process. Mm. And so it's like, oh, here's the book that made them scream. You know? <laughs> so what about the first black facts book led you into this i mean besides the fact that you are a texan and you know might as well try to dig in and explore your own place was there something in particular that was going on through the process of selling that book that made you excited about this idea yes the fact just how people responded to it you know um people were really ready for it 
it um it it is our best seller candidly speaking it is our mm. best selling book it is our most popular one um we sell here in Houston there's, there's some stores that every month i have to i have to get some more because they've sold out and they've given us enough to get some more and make a little off of that and we just nice. we're in enough of a process and it's a main part of it is that book and so i wanted i wanted to i was originally thinking of just doing a volume 2 but then i just thought eh you know, do do they do we really just want the same formatted book just a second time? You know, mm. it, I don't want it to get bland for people, and so that's what led me to just kind of think about, um, you know, th- what what what's some of the larger states that we can do, and obviously Texas. That's you gotta start from. with home, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And another reason I started as well, um, I, I, this isn't a bragging thing. Like uh, we have people in my family that you go back enough, there was. Um, there is a uh, book about them called "From Slave to Statesman," mm. and one uh, about a guy who uh, our descendants who was under Sam Houston. Mm. So that 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 was a strong strong starting point. Right. Um, my grandfather was in interviewed in the, the Texas Highways Magazine about um, the black community called Hall's Bluff that he grew up in. Mm. So that you know we, these are first person accounts. You know, I, I already had a lot of that already done, j- done for me, just from the history that was told to me. Isn't your pr- production Hall's Bluff or something like that? Isn't there something yes, that you? Yes, that, yes, that's my official. That's my official business. I do business as Fobs, uh, the create the creative works and all of that. But Hall's Bluff is officially that. That's why it is mm. because it's from him. He got tired of you know um, we none of us really remember picking cotton but he certainly does he mm-hmm. has the stories he hated it he said yeah so he was big on learning big on books and education he married a woman who was big on books and reading and so they they, they put that love of reading and their writing in me and now i yeah make crazy stuff like becky where it's r-rated so <laughs> yeah I, i've made them proud i'm sure <laughs> <that> book, but <laughs> so yeah i mean it's just kind of it, you know just kind of a take on it's just kind of a chance to kind of highlight some of their work and some of the other hidden works that black Texans do and fight against this censorship. Some of this book censorship and all this stuff that they're trying to right. pull over on us and our kids. I mean, even in HISD, there's a the, the state has taken over the schools. And one of the first things that this new guy is trying to do is fire the librarians. So, you know. <laughs> It's so obvious, like it's so yeah. obvious yeah. that they need us to not be educated so that they can get what they want right. across. Right. And yet somehow their constituents are still like, yeah, sure. We don't like learning exactly. anyway. Exactly. And this is it's, it's, it's happening. Yeah. And so books like these, you know, what what I think is going to have it was going to end up happening is, you know, parents are just going to have to come to people, you know, not not just like me, but other black creators as well you know mm-hmm. now i don't want to say mm-hmm. come to me and get my book i, I wouldn't right. but whoever's in your community or anywhere you know what i'm saying uh that, that's what it's going to end up taking you know we're just, imagine we're having to be through. underground for educational books right. <laughs> like, exactly. that like, could be the future that we're looking at yeah. where we're seriously having to like hide them yeah. and shit to try to sell them to other people just so their families can educate themselves yeah. Um, yeah, well, well, when I was still in Houston, uh, back when I was still at the shop too, you know, that was when the the first leg of this book banning, I think, stuff started to happen. And um, and 
just to, just to tell someone we have this banned book right here that would fly off the shelf the second you told someone it was a banned book and so it's actually a it's actually a good time to be controversial with books even if you're not actually your subject isn't actually controversial but right. because of the way um the texas government is handling things right now I'm, i mean it's not just texas it's but that's what we're talking about specifically texas um it's pretty wild it's, i like that you're part of your your promotion for it when you're on your instagram and and the indiegogo is like this is the book that governor abbott doesn't want y'all to read um and i absolutely agree with you i'm sure i'm sure he will be stunned to think that people would actually care about black facts since he's so oblivious um are you gonna send him a copy oh yeah oh yeah i'm I'm gonna (laughs) i'm definitely i'm gonna send him ted cruz well again i'm an aggie so i'm gonna send it to some aggies who are who some good conservative ags this is from one of your fellow people you know yeah i'm just gonna gonna do all of that definitely that's that's funny um give me let's see give me three of your most surprising black facts that you've uncovered in this process the ones that just made you clutch your kamoyo beads Ooh. um well this this one this was before the book but it it made me clutch my bees when I heard it. Mojo, um, there was this black kid in Calvert, Texas, which is near Waco. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he fell off a train. Yeah, this black kid fell off one of those trains like the early 1900s. His parents could not afford to uh, put him, you know, bury him properly. So the mortician just kept him and, mm-hmm. and just uh, kept him like an open air casket, his body mummified. And he's in the back of this, mortician's place and 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 these 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 well-to-do town people they know about him because he's they're still there they're, well well they knew about him they they okay. knew about him <laughs> but, well it, well it's it, it's crazier than you think because for years whenever they would they called him mojo because the town people knew because there was a gambling hall there basically where the or the councilmen or whoever would play whoever sat closest to that door oh he's in there oh i got good luck tonight and so mm. in tw- uh, uh, 2004, I believe, they finally buried him. They oh finally, they, I mean, so it was fairly recent. Oh they they finally buried him in 2004. So that that that's one that really got to me, you know. Um, and uh, when I went, what shocked me was I went back to find it because I just remember the picture. Uh, it it's almost as like if it's as if it's grew up from the internet. The story. Because I remember in 2008, now this story was told to me by a by um, a photographer who covered it for the Bryan College mm-hmm. Station Eagle. And I saw the pictures and everything, the story. I can't find the story anymore online. Oh, I used to be able to. Yeah. There's only one guy who who reposted it to preserve it, I guess. Yeah. It's almost as if it's been scrubbed. It's weird when something disappears on the internet when you know you've seen it before. Yeah. So you oh, yeah. even tried the Wayback Machine thing and it's 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 gone. Yeah, I can't quite find it. I'm gonna I'm gonna look again, but I couldn't find it. Um, another one was just the sheer number of black people who were in uh, Mexican Texas. Uh, no, I should say Spanish Texas, what was considered mm. New Spain. Um, they they were about thirty four percent of the population. Like there, mm. there's been black people in Texas literally since the late 1500s you know um so that 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 pretty much shocked me um 
and then uh, I, I I know it's more I know it's more of a blur uh more like you know being our nerd selves, but I uh, one that shocked me was a sports fact just because my background's media and was covering college sports. Um, uh, Prairie View A and M uh, and Wiley College they started a black college game uh, at the Texas State Fair in Dallas, and it was held during the one day. It's called on it was held on Negro Day. The one day black people could go to the state. Oh, yeah, of course. The one day we could go. It started in 1924, and they they expanded it. Got huge. There was a parade, a beauty pageant. There was um, media, black media from across the state covering it. They chartered mm-hmm. special trains up there to Dallas. It became so popular that uh, they played at the Cotton Bowl, and it got so big that uh, Oklahoma and Texas they started and they play there to this day. So mm. when everyone cheers for Texas and Oklahoma, just know some black people encourage them to do that. that. Nice. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. So we truly touched everywhere. And then, oh, That's... and then one one other bonus one. Um, Esteban De Dorantes, the first black man in Texas, uh, explored a lot of what's Corpus Christi today. Um, you mentioned Corpus Krispies. <laughs> Corpus Krispies um, is yeah. where I used to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when when I went there, um, and it talks about Cabeza de Vaca, I believe on the plaques on, on the um there's these plaques all down the main part there in the city esteban's name is not mentioned it mm. just says cabeza and a black moor he had a, and name. a black moor yeah yeah i i have the picture i'm gonna post it um as i do more promotion but mm-hmm. he had a name and he had a story so that's part of why i'm doing the book too that's why i like that fact. right yeah give people their names back right. um the the mojo story is is it reminds me of something that's one of those weird gross facts about about um i think it actually does come from texas too but it ended up in california there was a really there was a a kid who wanted to be like billy the kid he wanted he wanted the notoriety of being a criminal like that or whatever and he tried to rob some things but it gets himself shot right away and his body ends up on a train and um someone ends up using him like you know how they used to to take the bodies around and like you know they'd paint them up with makeup and stuff like that and be like this is billy the kid this is james you know whatever and stuff like that uh so they did it with this kid too and that circulated through freak show after freak show and circus after circus for so many years and then one year it ends up in california and for some reason they they get wax all over it to try to preserve it but the wax started to melt and then it ends up in this freak show type of museum type thing, like weird history type museum in Long Beach. And uh, it also ended up in a TV show and it was like this red waxed skeleton or whatever, but he was there. It, 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 it was mummified under the wax. Um, and it was like on TV, but it was like, a, it was a dead body. It wasn't, it wasn't a fake dead body for the purposes of being on TV. And it was on TV for a long time. And then it ended up in this weird little museum in Long Beach. Um, and oh, then people wow. were like, that dude needs to be buried <laughs> like, for, for 150 years. That dude's just been right. carting around, just collecting dust inside this museum. <laughs> and so I think they brought him back to Texas. And I think it was Texas. It might have been Oklahoma, but I think it was Texas. And they brought him back and eventually gave him a, a burial um, oh, too. But by this point, like his body was encased in like a red wax or some weird shit. Like people just yeah. being comfortable with dead bodies hanging out. That's odd. In their rooms. Just, 
Yeah, clearly. Yeah, that's that's the lesson. Some people are just into some weird stuff. <laughs> that's what that one reminds me of. Um, I mean, I think this. I think this is a cool idea because it's so many different applications. Like, yes, you could eventually do a black facts about the fifty states volume two. You could. De- I mean, there's probably no end to the amount of volumes you can put together. Um, but starting in your state, and if you want to do other states, it'd be really cool. But starting in your states, I think, you know, your own personal robust education will come, you know, will happen as a result of the place that you live. And, and I know that you love Texas, like you, you live somewhere else and you came back as soon as you could. So yeah, <laughs> I think this is a, like a love letter to your state, even though, um, your state's trying to kill, <laughs> trying to kill yeah, us all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing growing up in southern states. It's like it, it's really these two things. Like, yeah, let's help this place that hates us. You know, it's like, yeah, it's just. But it's it's your odd. home terra. Yeah, you can't yeah. help it. Yeah, so you're trying to be the change you want to see. You know, right? And um, hopefully, it starts something. And then here's the thing too. It's not every. It's not a definitive book. That's one thing too. I had to get comfortable with that. The fact that this is not a definitive book. It's literally right. what it says. 100 plus black facts, an assortment. You know, you reach in a, yeah. a little assorted candy bags for kids, all the different little colored gummies and stuff they like. It's not the same stuff. Everything's right. different. It's just an assortment. There's one about Simone Biles in there. You know, there's one about Shaquille O'Neal. He played high school ball there. You know, just, just odds and ends. Uh, Jamie yeah. Foxx and Forrest Whitaker, two, two of the five, I think, black men who've won an Oscar. They're both from Texas, you know? Um, uh, Felicia Rashard from the Cosby Show, and um, who else? Debbie Allen from uh, Fame. They went to school right down the road here in Houston. You know, mm-hmm. just stuff like that. Yeah, and no, mixed think, in with the other stuff. You know, I think it's cool. Uh, so one of the things I'm curious about, and I was I was trying to dig into one when I got back to Texas when I was there living in Houston for a period of time, but I, I didn't get very far. Um, because my ancestry is is through the Galveston enslaved, and eventually my people ended up in Clarksville. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there is a cemetery out there that is the White Sides Negro Cemetery and the White Sides White People Cemetery, um, because that's the people that, well, we are also related to them. But um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> shocker um but you know like so they they're separated and i i wanted to try to get out there so i can see if i could find um i've seen photos of that people have taken of some of the not cared for gravestones that are still there you know the the negro grave site hasn't been taken well care of but um i'm i was curious about them because i recently found out through a really odd situation um a white woman reached out to my family's like genealogist, my family, you know, like the member of my family that likes to dig into our history and sent them a message on Facebook and said, "Uh, we might be related. We might not. I don't know, but I am the descendant of the people who used to own your ancestors. And Mm -hmm. uh, in digging through some of their stuff, they discovered uh, information that they thought was that she thought was very specific she thought was very important for the black versions of us <laughs> of whether or not she were related to her or not we don't know uh we, but probably related to her. um 
<laughs> she wanted to make sure we knew about an ancestor of ours. And turns out one of our ancestors had gotten taken over the border to, um, um, is, uh, where did they go? Ohio or something like wherever they crossed, they ended up crossing over into a state that you're, we're supposed to relief release your enslaved immediately. And they didn't release her. And in the process, she ended up having nine children. And, um, when they returned her, someone, as they were coming back over, someone told her, you know, you're supposed to be free right now. And so she was able to fight all the way up through um, that state Supreme Court to, for her freedom and the freedom of her children based off the fact that they had lived more than six months across the border into the state. And uh, her case was named in um, um, Dred Scott. Hmm. And we would never have known like it's just, you know, you would have had to dig through the papers to find out like this random uh, ancestors name would have popped up. And we may not have even identified her as an ancestor, uh, but the lady sent over like photos of of the papers and stuff like that that they found. Uh, so that got me even more interested. But then by then I was on my way to plan my move and trying to get out here. So I didn't get very far. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I'm curious what's in Clarksville. You know, like what could I find if I could get back there just on the individual, you know personal side of trying to figure out stuff for my family um but you have i mean you know where you guys are from and things like that do you has this got you excited have you looked into the past of, of your family in any way shape or form through this process or is this something you kind of always sort of know some of it i've known you know and it's interesting around the time of doing this my dad has actually started looking as well like he's dug he, oh, really? he's almost he's almost gotten back to like Africa. He so he's one of those. <laughs> maybe I, should, I don't know if I should be telling his business, but whenever Ancestry.com has a free week, that's when hell yeah, he's on I'll it. take those free weeks. Take <laughs> <laughs> like them. Uh, yeah, and every so every few weeks or so, we'll get some. He's he's almost traced it back back to Africa. So he's that that's a recent thing. Yeah, he's been doing a great job with it. Nice. The part I've always known was. Uh, Back a couple of generations, there was uh, some people who uh, came from uh, uh, in Anderson County, which is Palestine, Texas, is is uh, where they were. Um, the I know they are the first to graduate from Prairie View. Mm. My, I know my great great grandfather among the first. So you know, a lot of people like you know why I like Prairie View. I didn't go there, but it's like that's why that, that we we are that this is a Prairie View A and M household. You know, mm -hmm. so. Um, yeah, we, we've gotten back pretty far. There's certain things I've known that, but then just could, and, and I guess I get older and just seeing how my story is unfolding and things, I'm able to relate more to how their story unfolded, you know, mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. though it is different times, but, you know, you look at the world differently at an older age than at like 10 when they're telling you that story. You, you can't really relate. Right. But now that you're, yeah, but now that I'm older, I can kind of relate to it and do things like that. And it kind of helps me to just kind of understand and even trace things back. You know, well, you know, th th this, this, uh, we have this article here, you know, it says they were, they liked the color. It says they were about six, five, you know, they were the color red. Where would that uh, six, five red person go in that area here? So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, I'm able to kind of do some of that. And it, it's just really cool to see it really kind of unfold you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that um, it, 
so with my Japanese side of the family, we can trace back 500 plus years where we're yeah. from Samurai. So it's a really easy um, in that res- in that respect to be able to do that. Um, not a whole lot of fam- not not a whole lot of Japanese families do that though. My family just happened to have done it. Mm. And then on the British side, we can also trace back pretty far as well. Big shocker. They have documentation mm. everywhere. Um, but there this like gap in being, you know, a black American and descendant of mm-hmm. African enslavement, you're just like, I, I know it's Africa. I don't know where. I don't have my bridge. I don't know where I can go. Um, right. And we got our bridge a couple of years ago. We we found out we were um, we originate from Gabon. And then in more research that I've done, I've discovered that a, a lot of the people that were taken from Gabon ended up, or what is now Gabon, um, ended up coming through the Galveston port. So a lot mm. of us probably are um, from, from that area. Gabonese, Congo, some, you know, somewhere within that sort of central West Africa. So not necessarily, you know, West Africa, but central West. Right. Um, and, uh, and in getting just that little bit of a nugget, like <laughs> the way it just kind of, you know, okay, you know, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want it to stop at the American shores. I want to know where we come from. And I mm-hmm. think um, the more we get these opportunities to dig and ancestry isn't always the most helpful. It's definitely the most helpful for stuff that happens here. But, um, but it, if you can just get those little bit of nuggets, we get something where we can take it back and one day hopefully yeah. get to, our opportunities to do our pilgrimages and stuff like that um and so i think like this is another thing like they literally bury the story the history of black people in the united states even though mm-hmm. this country doesn't exist without black bodies um i was i was watching something the other day it was like a clip of tom hanks discovering through some article or whatever the tulsa massacre and how upset he was to find out that even though he's a white guy who grew up in oakland he grew up in oakland and he was very much around and and was able to see civil rights actions happening in the places that he was growing up and yet they didn't tell like he wasn't educated about this he he had to be 56 years old before he found finds out about tulsa massacre and um and even as a white guy he's like i'm fucking upset that i didn't know this especially where he comes from because he you know he under he understood some of that significance enough and to think that like tulsa's one of the things we know you know like there's there's mm-hmm. de- there's others and we do know you know we know about how almost every man made lake in the united states there's probably a black town underneath um yep. you know like yep. you know like we know that this is like some of us know that this is our history mm-hmm. but um to make to to make these things more available to people and it can be in any form you know it could be through a fictional show like the watchman or it could be through a comic book or something like that but i think what you're doing with these black fact books um are giving giving people an opportunity to have access to information that there will literally be no way they will find it otherwise. Right. Right. Someone will have about, to have known. Yep. And that's what they're trying to do. Just like cut it off and everything. Um, you talk about the massacres. They were like lots of, there was one here in 1917 in Houston involving some black army people. It's mm-hmm. all over up in East Texas and Slocum, Texas. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and a lot of it isn't marked. A lot of, there, there's just so few traces and a lot of it's just because 
you know, a lot of us are just trying to hide, just get away from this white supremacy, just like we are today. We just still, just, they were like, okay, we'll just go live on the edge of town. Like, we don't need a record, just leave us alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, but the good thing is they, a lot, a lot of them did leave some things. They they did leave a few records. They they left structures. You know, mm-hmm. you can go find a lot of places like, like in Clarksville, like Hall's Bluff. A lot of uh, structures are left. You know, a lot of gravestones are left, you know, which is where we can start. Um just I just want to encourage people to just go in this look, you know. Like I said, I hated the fact that that we didn't learn about any of that. All they teach you in the Texas here is just the Alamo and then you know how they built some freeways and that's about you know, and then oil, oil, yes, of course. Oil, they t- oil. Of course, of course, you know, you know, uh sponsors this your school sponsored by Exxon Valdez, right? You know, <laughs> can you imagine? You know, it's it's so <laughs> I mean if, it's so is, if, you're in Houston, if you're in Houston, you're in oil town. We're in oil town, of course, yeah, yeah. Course it is you know and then so you drive down the freeway and you see a big old huge crazy ass statue of sam houston and shit like that and you're just like mm, okay. and, and what's funny is sam houston slave that that uh josh houston he ended up give and giving a uh, sam houston's wife uh, a couple couple thousand he tried to offer it to her because she was she was broke after he died you know, she ain't really had it like that. He was the rich guy, rich black guy in Huntsville out there. <laughs> he was the one getting it in. And she said, nah, nah, just just take it to educate your kids. He offered her two bands. Dang. You know? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. But they, 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 they don't want to tell about that. No. <laughs> um was there any was there any uh, facts that you kind of had heard of before, but as you started to dig in, it kind of turned into something completely different than what you were expecting? Um, really going back to Sam, like, uh, I, cause I was going to say with him, just, uh, he's got the statute. He died, you know, in, in 18, like 63, a lot of people didn't like him when he died because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was low key talking about, well, maybe we shouldn't succeed. You know, um, some people in Congress actually speculated that he did like black people. And they tried to use that against him. Oh, like, well, what? <laughs> right, that's what it sounds like. How dare you, <laughs> how dare you sir? <laughs> right, that's what gets me. And 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 um, just really, just what I enjoyed was deconstructing the Alamo because they spent so much time on that. Right. Even when I substitute talk for a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really enjoyed deconstructing that. And just really how the founder of Texas, how he felt about black people, Stephen F. Austin. Now we have the school named after him, Austin, Texas. That digging deep into him really got me because um now, you know, he he uh the Nat Turner's rebellion happened in 1831, all the way up in Virginia. Now he heard about it and he got scared. He mm-hmm. he was writing about talking about how man black people about to take over Texas. It makes me scared. We're gonna be Santo Dominganized, which refers to the Haitian Revolution, you know, the mm-hmm. Santo Domingo. Now that happened in 1804. He was, he said this in 1831. He's that never left his mind. Mm. That means he was scared. Like, stay scared. Like people doing anything. <laughs> right, right. Like, that, that's what got me just this, this fear of black people. Just, but you need us as slaves. You have us around mm-hmm. there. Just, just this perpetual fear that they lived in. Like, it just it's, really makes me laugh. Yeah, it's just, that's some weird shit. Like, that's the so, part. What you said earlier about the Alamo is that the 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 story that we sort of have as a, a historical basis is actually because of a black there's man. A, yes, there's a black man. It was him, a a uh, a uh, this white woman, 
and um, I believe it was one child. I know it was two of them. They were sent on their way. They went to Sam Houston, told a story, everything that happened, right? And uh, that became the basis because Sam, he told that to the Texian army. Like, oh, this man, well, he, I'm sure he didn't say this black man told him this, but, <laughs> you know, they take our story and say they, they heard it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he told it to the army and that was a rallying call. Remember the Alamo, you know? And so the end, and then later on, they've, you know, romanticized it with, you know, John Wayne, these Alamo movies. They did one in like 2004, the Alamo, which yeah. plot. Yeah. It's got like Billy Bob Thornton in there or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like the, the, the guy from <laughs> Monsters Ball. He's a Texas hero now. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> some, some I didn't see just it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Bad Santa is a Texas hero. Okay. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> Texas hero. <laughs> oh, and it was all based on what this black guy had to say. You know, now mm-hmm. I, obviously some of it's going to be embellished and stuff. Um, sure. I believe it was was it, uh, uh, William Travis. I believe it was him. I'd have to go back in the notes, but I be, uh, one of the heroes they say he didn't even fight. He was he was bedridden. He was bedridden. No, Bowie. I believe it was James Bowie. He he mm. was there, but he was he didn't even get to fight in it. He was sick the whole time. They talk about a Texas hero. He ain't even do nothing. You mean <laughs> you know? like you mean um, the dude that they named the Bowie knife after? Like yes, yes, that I guy. Yes, yes. Get okay. my book to confirm that. <laughs> but get the book. Get the book so yes, you can learn the rest of the yes, history. Yes, yes. That page is done. I don't have it right in front of me, but yes, <laughs> Bowie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. You know, he he was better and he was sick. So, hmm. so when that came, they came a fighting. Yeah, he 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 wasn't there. They his they made a slave recognize his body. They were like, "Is that him?" Because <laughs> the slave was doing all he could. <laughs> hmm. yeah, yeah. Imagine having to fight for your enslaver again when you know you're in a a situation where everybody's probably going to die. That's so ridiculous. That yeah, run, Insanity. run. <laughs> Just yeah, run. Join Anna. Join him. At least you'll live. For real. Don't die for these white folks. Um, well, I'm. I, I just want to say, over the last couple of years, again to know you and and uh, through the shop and everything like that. Like I, I, the conversations we've had around creating and things like that. I've, I'm. I'm proud of the work that you do. I'm proud that you just got inspired to do something like this. That especially at such a time when they are trying to shut down education in every form that they possibly fucking can, including beefing up more guns for protection um, whilst also just letting their children die. Uh, with, with all this happening that you've, you found a way to bring some light, some positive light into, into this. And I mean, hearing what I've heard about your family, now you're a legacy of that, that importance of education and reading, I think is, is really really good and it'll last beyond you now that you've created these books uh why don't you tell everybody how to how to support the book right now how can they help you at the stage that you're at right now uh the indiegogo uh, i have it there uh yes it's right there the the indiegogo um let me see if i can put it here uh in the comments let's see i'm gonna i'm gonna include it in the comments too that's the main thing we just um the main thing is just oh well charmaine will have it there for you because i have it here with this private chat it's okay we'll have it but that's the main thing you can go on fobs the chairman you can click the link there as well the main thing we need is just help finishing these pages anytime 
we make a book you know we are at the point now we can print we can print roll it off the map once a month you know the thing that always trips us up and is going to be is just creating more of the content you know so when we have the indiegogos you know we need as many people to help with that as we can because mm -hmm. you know it's only a couple thousand dollars just to help finish one book one full fleshed out 30 page book we can get that done you yeah. know um there's a world if we, and if we're able to do that just once a year we put out a book a year are we able to do that yeah. twice a year so that's what we need right now just support that indiegogo go on there just interact with stuff um that that's our main thing that we need right now you know i, I promise i'm coming back uh, next year with more just creative narratives the narratives will return <laughs> next year at the conclusion of our of uh black facts about texas so i mean with all uh, the research that you've had to do i imagine it's been a lot anyway but um it, last year you released richard green yeah we did black facts and richard green. and richard yeah right um is is becky done or is yes. it can no we we more becky is lots more becky is on the way Okay. It's along with all with every other title. And you now, like I said, just more the more uh help we get on the indie on that side and all of that, the better. You know, it yeah. and, and like I said last time, you know, it's not I was encouraged to continue Indiegogos, you know. Um, but the thing is it'll get made either way. And I said that uh last time we talked to. Yeah, I'm the type I'm the type, it's it's gonna get made, you yeah. know um how fast it happens is determinant on obviously more cash on how much you know support, what i mean right? yeah which boils down to that but that's okay because like i said i'm um i believe in being the change you want to see and yeah. that requires an investment from you and i'm i'm just happy to be able to be in a position to just do it to put it out there regardless right and you've been you've been doing a lot of cons and things like that too, or book fairs and stuff like that. And when you post pictures of the people who picked up your book, like it's not just black folks either. Like, no, it's actually spilling across to the people that probably need to know more about black facts <laughs> than necessarily. Yeah. We do. <laughs> I mean, it's good for us to yep. know because it's good for us to know that we've done things in the past. But um, but for them, yeah, when I see a lot of the times that you post pictures, it's like it's everybody out there trying to get your books, and that's that's a good a good thing yeah all sorts of people um just all sorts of backgrounds everything they come and, and i like to think they come just because it is genuine you know what i mean mm -hmm. um you know there's there's shortcuts we can do there's things we can take but you know people know that it's genuine and 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 i tell people that in, in my creative writing uh class we wrapped up just if you tell your genuine story no matter who you are and you use these steps i'm giving you People are gonna flock to you and rock with mm -hmm. you. You're gonna find. You're gonna slowly but surely grow supporters. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your so life is dope creative, when you do do it. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> just, just, you know, get out there and just get out and create. You know, people listening, just create. Write, write a page. Write a page. What, what are you feeling? Just put that stuff down. You know. Yeah. It's what it takes. So, are you happy with? I know that when you first started, Becky, you had wanted it to be a comic, but you made a movie because that was the resource that you had at the time. Um, now that you're able to make book after book after book, is this your path? Are you happy with this path? Very much so. I love it. I do. Because it it is a way that, it, it to me, it's fun. Uh, who was it that said, 
oh man, was it one of those high end like Gucci or one of the owners or something that I my friends I I I do it I like it because I have friends and they pay me money or something like that <laughs> they said but <laughs> but yeah it's a variation on that I like putting out things that people enjoy I like mm-hmm. feeling that need that that thirst that people have for things from us I really enjoy doing that more so than I ever thought I would when I first walked in there into the comic shop you know that was me just really dipping my toe and just see, all right, how, how do I like, will I like the process? How will I feel when the bullshit happens? And it has happened. Trust me, a lot of it has, but I still like getting to put things out. I did nothing else for people's reactions because I like having my stuff be out there. When you think about a lot of black creative works, you don't, you you don't think about a lot of the content that I, that I put out. And I like that. It, It feels very alternative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. and that's that's what I love about it. I I am having a great time. Um, I like getting to go to different places and share with people. Getting to travel with it, it's it's great. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me again. I'm gonna put the link in the show notes so anybody who is watching and or listening, if you're listening on just the podcast, uh, I'm gonna put that Indiegogo link in the show notes so that you can support. Uh, the sh- the uh, Indiegogo, and also it is in the comments right now, both on Facebook and Instagram. So clickety-click and drop some coins uh, so we can get this book made <laughs> faster rather than slower. Uh, why don't you tell people how they can follow any of the social media related to the books? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, Instagram, it's right there, at Fobbs the Chairman, F-O-B-B-S, the Chairman. That is me. It's right there. Um, I'm updating about those books. I'm updating about uh, where we'll be next. Everything is right there. That's like our home base. Um, if you don't hear anything from us, always, uh, excuse me, always go right there. That's where we are. That's where you can find out what's next. And and and, and, and even if you don't, um, you know, I know people, uh, trust me, I've been there. You know, uh, people got just a dollar in the dream out here, you know. If you can't, if you can't donate, if you're a dollar there out here, a hey, shout out to you. If you can't donate, just tell somebody about it. Repost it. Yeah. Um. Just show some love. Tell somebody because word of mouth is very effective too. You know, t- Tyler Perry, folk one, folk was bootlegging that stuff when it started, and now now. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just put it in t- your stories. Put it in your yes. IG stories or something like that. Retweet it. Regram it. Whatever. Uh. To try to yeah. get the word out. And I mean. As you being one of the people I actually know who've been on the show, like I've had a bunch of people on the show I ain't never met before, but with you being someone <laughs> I know, um, I can say that I, I vouch for the work. I used to sell your book in the comic book shop that I used to co-own. Um, but more than anything, it's you that brings me, you know, to the spot. Like you, your personality from from the day that I met you, I remember feeling like, I don't know what he's putting out, but I know I want to like, you know, I, I know I like this guy. I want to, I want to see what's going on. And as our friendship developed over the last couple of years and the times we spent talking, I just like your, your work is something I want people to read because okay. you, you, you have a thoughtfulness about what you're creating. And it's, it's, you know, you're not just out here doing something because you want to do you can do it. You're, you're doing something very intentionally in the way that you're processing it. The fact that you're keeping your ownership 
over what you're creating, I think is also very important. Um, and I'm excited for you for that as well. And like, I just, I just want your books to do well, whatever the possibility is. And of course you've been on a couple panels that I've been a moderator for. I know that anytime I say, Hey, I got a panel, you want to join, you'll just, you'll just be there. So I appreciate oh, you. Yeah. I'm I'm you already know me. Yeah. You're already I'm on the roster. I'm, I'm just like, my, my next goal is to get us to New York. So if we can end up at New York comic-con <laughs> or something like that, just be oh, ready. We doing that it big. When yeah. we get there. Oh, oh, when we get we there. We touch down. Yeah, I oh. can't do it this oh. year because I can't travel this year. But next year, I'm a, that, that's one of my goals. Hey. I'm going to try to get on one of those. And um, But yeah, you're just a person that I, I appreciate the work that you put into what you do and the mission behind what you do. And I, I love you. I support you. And I'm so glad. Thank you so much for joining me on this uh, without... Sean Bay edition of the Blair comics. <laughs> uh, he is traveling y'all. He's traveling with his uh, daughters right now. They're doing their big sports things. They're playing the sports balls really well. And uh, <laughs> so he can make it today. Uh, but yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's where hey, he's at. Safe travels, brother. Safe travels, yeah. my brother. I love, Have fun. I Good luck to the kids. Everything, man. Be right. better be on here next time. Don't let me know. He'll, he'll be back. He'll be back next time. And honestly, you can come back anytime. You don't have to have a new book out. Um, you know, sure. you can always come back. But if any way that we can be part of the reason why people hear about you, we definitely want to do that. And for everybody out there, don't forget to follow us on social media at Blurred Comics. That's on the Instagrams and the Twitters and the Facebooks. We're not on Tickety Talk yet. We'll get there. We're just bored. We're just like <laughs> I got too many things to manage on Tiggity Talk. I can't do Tiggity Talk. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to drop some coins in our tip jar, you can go over to our coffee page, ko-fi.com slash Blurred Comics Podcast. And like we always say, which is so weird to do this without Sean Bay, we like to say at the end of the show, bye. bye. <laughs> Mommy made me mash my m and m <laughs> blurred comics is a main hustle media podcast co-hosted by the blazion blurred and blurred vision produced and edited by charmaine fury music is run brooklyn run by h wood players if you like our show, please drop some coins in our tip jar at ko-fi.com slash Blurred Comics Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. Peace out. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.